My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with me, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I have the uh, the privilege of having somebody on that has had to fight the censorship like uh, in, in a case like nobody that you've probably I mean, like it's it's just it's as bad as it gets, especially when you understand what this case is about, what the issue is about and the way the mainstream media, the way big tech has continually tried to uh, remove any content of anything other than the narrative that they continue to put out about this young man. Uh, if you remember last summer in uh, in Wisconsin, the uh, the Kyle issue, the Kyle case, uh, I'll, I'll try to speak under the radar. If you know what I'm talking about, this young man uh, found himself being attacked. And from what I saw, and again, I'll just share it from my opinion, what I saw was he was being attacked and he used what he had to save his life and get out of there. The narrative that's being put against him and the prosecution for this case, they're sharing a different narrative. The narrative they're saying is that this young man was out there to cause a problem. He was out there to shoot somebody. They're calling it a mass uh, shooting, if you can believe that. I've seen some some other instances of mass shootings. This doesn't seem to be like one, again, in my opinion. But the what what they're doing to this young man and to his family and the way that they're silencing him is something that should infuriate every single American that stands for freedoms, that, that wants truth and stands for justice. What is trying to happen to this young man is absolutely disastrous. Uh, it's something that shouldn't happen in our country, and yet it is. So to try to bring some awareness to this and to try to bring some news to you that you're not getting from the mainstream media, I have the privilege uh, of having the spokesperson for Kyle and Wendy and their family on with me today. Uh, his name is David Hancock, and he runs his own and has run his own security, private security and technology uh, firm. He's somebody that uh, was there to pick up Kyle when he got released on bail. And uh, he just grew to, to know, know the family, loved what the family stood for. His, I believe his heart broke for what they were going through. And he has continually then put himself out there, been there for support for them, for the family, and he's with us today to try to help bring awareness to the truth of what's actually happening. My guest, spokesman for Kyle and his family, David Hancock. David, my brother, so glad to have you on the show with me today. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure to try to bring some awareness to this, let the American people know what's going on, uh, what we're not hearing from the mainstream media. Everything that ha that's had to do with Kyle has been deplatformed. Uh, social media companies, they don't want to talk about any other side of the narrative. I mean, what happened to uh, innocent until proven guilty? And yet right now in the court of the big tech truth oligarchs, uh, he's guilty, period, before anything's actually happened in court. Uh, and they don't want anybody to hear anything opposing to that narrative. It's it's so it's it's evil, in my opinion. It's 100 percent abhorrent. It's evil and it shouldn't be happening yet. It is happening. So just take us to when you finally what 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 drew your attention to this case that then led to you to put yourself out there and actually pick him up from bail. And then we'll go from there. So I got involved in this case. 
I used to work with the uh, Fight Back Foundation who started to like collect all the money for this case for Kyle. And um, I got a call from his former attorney named John Pierce who said, hey, Dave, can you help me pick him up and secure him when he gets out of jail? So I said, absolutely. So I flew to Wisconsin and I picked him up <clears throat> and I brought him down to the safe house. I met the family at that point and I just grew to be very good friends with them. And they asked me to help them raise their own money through a platform. So we created a platform called Free Cal USA to raise funds. And uh, I've been with the family pretty much ever since. Wow. I know when we were talking before we we, we just uh, went live here, uh, let's go back to this young man, Kyle, and what even led up to, because I remember seeing the videos. I remember sharing the videos. Uh, I remember hearing the way the left and the ma mainstream media was painting him as the bad guy. And from what I saw, from my own eyes, it looked like he was just trying to run away from a bad situation. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure why he had an AR on. He, I saw he had a med pack or some kind of kit on him as well. I didn't know all those things, but all I saw was it looked like he was trying to get out of a bad situation. Now I find out that the day before, uh, he was actually, you know, he's a, he was 17 at the time. He was scrubbing graffiti off of the school. The same uh, day. That day. Right? That was the that same afternoon. day. Mm -hmm. So the very afternoon all this happens, he's out there being a public servant, just trying <laughs> to scrape some graffiti off the school. Yeah. A business owner comes to him and says, you know what, this, this rioting that's happening, you know, it's, it's could destroy our businesses. This are, these are locals here. And here's the other thing that really just, just pisses me off is that it's not locals that are tearing down and destroying and setting buildings on fire. It's other people coming from other areas to destroy communities that then these people have to live in and work or maybe not go back to work in. So a business owner approaches Kyle, says, hey, my business, it's in the line of fire. Can you help? And Kyle says, you know what? I'll do what I can to help. So what was uh, what was what was he going through his mind? What was his, his intentions of why he showed up in the city where the riots are happening with an AR, what else did he have? He had a med kit. Uh, he, tell us what trauma box. He, he, trauma box. he was a lifeguard and that was his community. He was a lifeguard in Kenosha. He was actually working the uh, day before. So he was in Kenosha the night before. And um, he went because he wanted to help his community. Obviously he is a civic minded kid. So he brought with him a med kit and a trauma box. And he brought with him his rifle, which is a long barrel AR, the only rifle he could actually legally carry. So according to the uh, black letter law in Wisconsin, he was legally allowed to possess that weapon. Um, <clears throat> and so he went down there because he wanted to help his community. And um, that's what he did. He helped out several protesters that had medical issues prior to the incident. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's just a, He's a good kid. He was a fire cadet and he was a um, a police explorer. And that's what he did for about three, four years prior to the incident. So this young man has a heart of service, a heart of serving his community. Mm -hmm. Business owner reaches out to him. A company that he's that he works for is right down there in the area. He's like, you know, I'll go with being able to protect myself, carrying something that's legal in Wisconsin mm -hmm. for himself. With a, with a med kit and a trauma kit to able to help people. Uh, mm -hmm. And then he winds up in this situation. So he, there's, I mean, this young man is facing life in prison if he gets prosecuted. They're wanting life. to throw a book at him. 
He just turned 18 this last January. He turns 19 in a, in a couple months. Uh, they're trying to throw the book at this young man for life. Uh, what are the charges that they're saying? Let's go there, and then we'll go back to what actually happened. Some of the okay, charges, being, like homicide, reckless homicide. Yep. Uh, he's being charged with uh, reckless homicide, intentional homicide, and uh, reckless intentional homicide, or um, reckless attempted homicide. He's being charged with minor in possession of a dangerous weapon, and he's being charged with a curfew violation. <laughs> the only curfew violation that happened that night, apparently. And they're trying to make, I think they're trying to make a um, a blatant example of the kid. Um, because none of the, nothing is true that was being reported after the incident. They were calling him a white supremacist and they were calling him a racist. They were calling him all these things and saying he answered a call to arms. He was part of a militia. None of that was true. And all of that has been proven to be completely false. But yet so they, could, they couldn't find anything to back up their claims that he's some Nothing. white supremacist, that he's answering a call to arms from some Aryan Brotherhood. They couldn't back any of that up. They, they, none of that is proof that they're going to have in court. Absolutely not. Zero. Zilch. Nada. I'm sure there's plenty of proof to back up what you said, that he was a fire cadet. He was a police explorer looking at the looking at the academy. He's mm -hmm. scrubbing off graffiti. You probably got plenty of evidence to back up all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all over the place. He was, I think we counted about a hundred plus times. He was walking around screaming if anybody needed medical care. That's what he was doing most of the evening. He was asking people if they needed help, period. So again, the clips that I've seen, uh, you've got hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours mm -hmm. of different angles, cell phone footage and everything from the night of the event. He's walking around asking if people need, need help. Um, I know he went to one location where there was a, there was a, a car on the, one of the buildings he worked for was on fire. He mm -hmm. tries to get there. The police are already there. He can't get there. And then does he get a call to go to the other location to try to protect that? I remember seeing the videos where okay. it looked like him and a couple other gentlemen have their med kits on, they have their ARs and they look like they're just, they're trying to, you know, they're not pointing with anybody, but they're just standing no. there to try to protect the building. What, what point of the night is that? So that was probably about about 11 o'clock or so. And we'll call that the uh, car source north. And so he was okay. at the uh, car source north. He left to go see if anybody needed medical support. And by the time he got back, the the police had built up a line in front of car source north just to the south. And so he went up to that line. And he asked if he could go back to the business he was at, which was the uh, car source north. And the police told him to sort of get lost because that was their line by then. Mm -hmm. So he walked away to the uh, gas station, which was just south. And he was there for about four minutes. He received a call that a car was on fire at the car source south. And that was about three blocks south. So he went and found a fire extinguisher and he he headed south. And he ran three blocks south to go put out the fire at the car source south. When he arrived at the car source south, he stopped when he was confronted by a six foot five man who was lighting the fire and he had a pistol in his hand. And everybody started screaming. Now, this is where 
every protester was at this time. This is where they were all bashing in the car windows and lighting things on fire. There was probably 100 to 150 of them, and they all had weapons and like eight-foot huge like steel poles, and they were just bashing in property. But he went down there to put out a fire, which is why he had a fire extinguisher sitting in his hand. So he is confronted by does he does he does he see this massive amount of rioters and protesters and then he still goes to try to put out the fire? He still goes to try to put out the fire. This young man's wearing a cape. <laughs> he, yeah. he thinks he's Superman. He did let me ask you this. Was he wearing any kind of paraphernalia, hat, shirt, anything that said, you know, and I don't know if he is a, a Trump supporter, but I know that we've been labeled as racist and, you know, bigots and we're targets for the left. Was he wearing anything at all that would have made him look like a conservative or like he wasn't a part of uh, the, the rest of the rioters going on? Uh, no, he had a T-shirt. He had just normal slacks on and he had a hat on backwards. And but he he had his AR between his shoulders. Um, so, I mean, nothing like a Trump hat, nothing like that. So they just knew he wasn't one of them. And he's trying to put out a fire that they're trying to start. So that's proof that he's not one of them. Mm-hmm. And he sees all this and he still goes to try, to try to put out the fire of a business of a friend of his that he knows, company mm-hmm. that he, sister company to one that he works for. Right. Uh, so he sees this six foot five guy. How tall? How big is Kyle? He's about five foot six, five foot seven. Five, six? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This young kid's got some girth. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. He's got some courage. Uh, so he sees this six foot five guy and the guy's holding a pistol is all of this. Is there, is there a video of all this as well? Is this how you're piecing all this together? And so, so we could piece everything up until that point. Um, there's about a three seconds of video missing, uh, before he gets attacked and then runs away. That has been filled in more recently with the prosecution stating or coming out with a FBI surveillance video that they have held for months. They didn't give this to the defense for months. And the FBI surveillance video is done in infrared camera from a air platform, 9,000 feet up about 2.1 nautical miles to the east. So they capture the entire incident on their IR surveillance video and uh so prosecutions had that for months yeah they just said that they just had to acknowledge that they have it so you think, get it you start going through it yeah and it starts to validate the timeline that kyle shared of what you're sharing absolutely absolutely validates the timeline so the prosecution last about three weeks ago uh stated in court during one of kyle's hearings that the FBI video proves that he confronted the first person he shot. And that guy's name is um, Joseph Rosenbaum. <clears throat> the reality is he didn't, he didn't confront anybody. He got to that car source location, saw the six foot five guy with a pistol. And he started, I mean, first he dropped his uh, fire extinguisher <clears throat> he started to run. As soon as he starts to run, he looks over his shoulder and he has a masked madman. And that man is Joseph Rosenbaum. 
he looks over his shoulder and runs and he's being chased. Okay. So, so now this is about the part of the video that went viral that everybody yep. see where he's yep. running and part of the video, you can't really tell why he's running, but mm-hmm. then we see that he gets attacked. So you're saying is he knew people were chasing him. He was running from them. He was trying to get away. Uh, and again, just to take a step back, why would somebody try to go in the middle of a bunch of rioters and start something? Yeah, that's just yeah. stupid on yeah. every level. It doesn't sound like you know that's who Kyle is. He's out there trying to do what he can to bring some peace or you know slow things down. I'll so the video, that- I'll pick it up for you. He actually said, "Friendly, friendly, friendly." When he got to the the car source. He saw all these people around and he car source is the name of the business. That's the yes. company, right? He said, friendly, friendly, friendly. Immediately after saying friendly, 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 he looks over. And that's when he saw the six foot five man whose name is Joshua Zeminski. That's when he saw him. So he told everybody down there he was friendly with a fire extinguisher. He told them that and they still attacked him. So he's running mm-hmm. and then pick it up. I think we see that we see in the video, he's running, he gets hit, he falls down. Oh, Looks no, no. Like so this is before the first incident. So this is all before the incident where we see the video. Yes. So this is when he pulled the trigger the first time to defend himself. So he sees Josh, he sees the uh, Rosenbaum guy with his face obscured and he starts to run. As he's running, the the Josh guy, he walks out, he takes his gun, and he fires a shot right up into the air as Kyle is fleeing. That is what caused Kyle to turn around. And as soon as he turned around, he has a masked madman who was just released from the mental institution that afternoon reaching for the barrel of his gun. That's when Kyle pulled the trigger four times and shot Joseph Rosenbaum. So then Kyle runs around a car and he stands there for a few seconds, completely in shock. He doesn't know what to do. So he pulls out his phone and now he's got people screaming to get him and kill him as he's standing there. So so he does what anybody, any one of us are going to do. We're going to run to the police, right? And so he takes off and he starts running to the police. Now everybody starts screaming, starts screaming threats. Things like, I think one guy was talking about like cranium that boy and like kill that boy, get him, kill him. And he's running and uh, some individual actually comes up next to him and he asks, what are you doing? And so Kyle said, I'm running to the police. I'm going to get the police. I had to shoot him. And he just and he just runs for his life. As he's running, he has a guy come by and swing a skateboard right at his head. And he keeps running. And then some other guy comes up with a brick or a rock or something hard, and he hits him in the back of the head. And that is what caused Kyle to fall and roll. 
So that part of the video that went everywhere is when we see him get hit, he falls. Yeah. And then uh, we'll, we'll, all right, we're going to, we're going to get into that in just a second. I got to do a quick word for somebody actually that's advocated for Kyle that put his name out there that got drugged through the mud for Kyle, Mike Lindell. Mike is a great, great friend of mine. I know he put some money out there for Kyle. He was trying to help bring awareness to Kyle's uh, case. So let me, let me talk about Mike for a minute. Friends, that's just another example of why I love and appreciate my good friend, Mike Lindell, so much and why I'm continually trying to implore you. If you're going to buy slippers or sheets or towels, don't do them from these big box stores that are canceling patriots like Mike that are standing up for individuals like uh, like Kyle. Uh, go to MyPillow.com. And right now he's got a flash sale up to 75% off when you use the code TRUMP2020. Uh, I love his mattress. I love his mattress topper. I love his sheets. I got his slippers. I've got his towels. I got it all. We even got his dog beds. Our our, our puppies love their beds. So get over to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. That's also Mike's new platform. Use that code TRUMP2020 at MyStore.com or MyPillow.com. You'll be supporting my show, and you'll be supporting Mike, a patriot that continues to put himself out there and try to bring truth to the public. So, uh, all right. Let's get back to now the video. Yeah. That you know, Mike took a lot of heat. Like he 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 took a ton of heat. I was sharing and posting and when Mike was talking about it, bringing awareness to it and uh but he's he's the champion of the people. And when he saw and heard what was happening, he's just like I can't stay silent. Uh, that's why mm -hmm. I appreciate him so much. He's a good good friend. Yeah. So I have a dog who loves that dog bed too. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was laughing. Yep, I love his I love his mattress topper. I think the most great deal on that right now too. But uh, his mattress is great. But our dogs that love their dog beds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the video that we see, Kyle gets hit, yep. rolls to the ground. Walk us through that. So he rolls to the ground and he turns around and he sits up. So he's now on his rear end. Um, and three, four, five different people were running at him at max velocity right about to to like kick him um so so he points his weapon and every one of them stopped and they backed off he did not fire about half a second later he looks over to the right and he has a guy doing a flying freaking jump kick right at his head actually hits him right in the face right so so about a half second after that, he has a guy named Anthony Huber, who was the first skateboard swinger. He swings a skateboard right at Kyle's head and neck, not his body, not his legs, at his head and his neck. And there's something specific they call this. He's not swinging the flat wooden part of the skateboard. He's swinging so that the under part, metal part of the skateboard mm -hmm is what's aiming at him. They call it a flying F or something like that in skateboard terms, right? They call it in skateboard vernacular, a truck. F a truck F. All right. Yeah. So they're, they're literally trying to do serious damage to this oh, young yeah. man that was yeah. out there just trying to help and do trauma and medical attention to people that needed it, riders or not. So mm -hmm. this is all happening. Keep going. Walk us through this. And so Anthony Huber grabs his AR, uh, ostensibly trying to actually take it away from Kyle. So Kyle fires. Make him defenseless, yeah. Yep. A single shot. And so Anthony Huber is now out of the picture. As soon as he sits up. Is that up, the one that hits his arm? Nope. 
That's the third individual, the third yeah. assailant who was shot, and his name is Gage Grushwitz. So, so the the guy that gets that that second shot is that the one that hits him in the stomach? Is that the is that the one that wound up dying? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Gage, he puts his hands up like he's feigning to give up, but he has his pistol in his hand. This is the same individual who asked Kyle just seconds before, "What are you doing?" And Kyle actually told him, I'm going to the police. So he puts his hands up with a pistol and he then lunges towards Kyle and he points that pistol right at Kyle's head, right at his head. And so Kyle fires one shot and hits him in the arm. Then that was it for that. He stands up and he starts walking away. There's about... I think it's eight more shots, but he continues. Who's shooting? Nobody knows. Nobody. Not Kyle, but just the shots that are ringing out. Not Kyle. He addressed it, but then he turned back around and he went to the police. He put his hands up. So there was a line of police less than a block away from him. As he's going in that freaking direction, sorry, that's when they jumped him. That's when the mob jumped him. So, so he puts his hands up, he gets some police, he goes up to the, uh, the window of a police cruiser and they told him to, to basically beat it. <clears throat> and so the only place he could go and turn himself in was back at his hometown, which is just across the border of Wisconsin. And so he goes back to his hometown and he gets his mom and he goes right to the police station and he turns himself in. Wow. Obviously, he's not trying to hide anything. Uh, Prayers go out to Wendy, his mom, that's been drugged through the mud for this. So what we're waiting for, I'm waiting for, is the FBI to release the footage. The footage, in your opinion, you've seen it. It backs up and collaborates everything that you just said went on that night. The footage actually helped us sort of dial in exactly what happened on the first incident. See, the prosecution wants to make it appear as if Kyle provoked the attack from the very first incident, right? Um, And so they made that claim in open court. Uh, I would suggest that the video does not show what they claim it shows, but in fact shows that Kyle was set up and he was ambushed, period, full stop. And uh, that's how the whole thing transpired. And you're waiting for the FBI to release that. It could be in the next day or two. Um, I don't know when the FBI is going to. I believe the um, the video came from the prosecution. They had the video. So the FBI has turned over that video to the prosecution, which the uh, defense now has. So, yeah, yeah. so um when is this when is this court date? So he just had a hearing on Monday, um, which was a good hearing. Uh, the prosecution lost all five of their motions. His trial begins in seven days, begins on Monday. His trial begins on Monday. Wow. Starts with jury selection. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's uh, media coverage. Are they have they said are they gonna let cameras in the room? They are. Uh, the entire thing is going to be televised on uh, Core TV. 
according so to hopefully the American people will get to see everything that you're saying and sharing. Uh, I'm so thankful that you, you know, came on the show to bring this to the people. Uh, I'm pushing it out on all my platforms to try to help make sure that people are aware of it. And we've got a young man that's literally fighting for his life, could get life in prison if the prosecution has their way. And the American people need to know. And I think that this is a cause that the American people should support. I'm going to as well. So I'll have it up on the screen, but it's freekyleusa.com is where people can go to support for the case, for Wendy, his mom, for what the family's going through. Uh, any other thoughts? What else What else would you, would you uh, ask uh, my viewers and listeners to do? So... So this case is about Kyle, but this is also about your right of self-defense. Um, Absolutely. Period. The entire the entire night was caught on video from multiple angles, and they're still trying to to put this kid in prison for the rest of his life for the crime of simply defending himself and exercising his Second Amendment. <clears throat> um, so this can't stand. This absolutely cannot stand. So if you want to, um, the uh, Free Cow USA Twitter account, uh, I encourage everybody to go ahead and follow us there because we are going to be uh, 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 like putting up all the updates from the case on a daily basis. <clears throat> um, and absolutely, look, everybody has has to support this kid at this point in time. So, yeah, well, I, it is, it's, it's, uh, my, other, my other question is, my other question I'm curious is how many people that were part of rioters that were burning down property, buildings, cars, and injuring people or killing people. It's like, uh, you know, Sheriff David Dorn, where's the guy at that shot and killed that guy. How many of these rioters that were causing mayhem in the streets are facing any charges at all, especially life in prison? Two-thirds of, two of the charges brought were to people who are not from Kenosha. Two-thirds of wow. them. Very few, very, very few caught charges. As a matter of fact, the guy uh, who first attacked Kyle, he has an arson charge that he's facing. So, so he is an absolute arsonist, and he's on video all night long. They tried to push a burning dumpster into a gas station. Absolutely incredible. Wow. Absolutely incredible. So, so please, if you get a chance, um, there's a lot of costs that still need to be covered. So, um, at a freecowusa.com, if you choose to uh, donate, please. Absolutely. Well, David, I really appreciate your heart. I appreciate uh, your willingness to put yourself out there for this family. And uh, our prayers are with you or with uh, Kyle and his mom, Wendy. Uh, that justice will prevail in this. We're praying and asking and believing for justice uh, for Kyle. And uh, we need to be there to support you and the, and the family, especially Kyle and his mom as well. So we'll be, uh, we'll be paying attention and we'll be following and we'll be supporting as well, brother. So thank right. you so, so much, man, for coming on and bringing, uh, bringing us the news today. And I'd love to, to get an update. Maybe uh, if you're able to, you know, during the course of the trial, if you can, or if you have to wait, but uh, I'd love to stay connected with you and get some updates down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Uh, cool. Yeah, my pleasure, David. Thank you so much. So, friends, there you have a little inside peek into what is currently taking place and what Kyle and his mom are going through. Please, the, the country needs to understand what's at stake. 
And uh, at very least, we need to give and support. And at the most, we need to pray. We got to pray for justice, pray that this young man is not railroaded into life in prison for being out there simply trying to serve his community. So please share this with 25, 50 friends. Share it on all the platforms you can and uh, and get over to freekyleusa.com and give what you can. And don't forget, get over to our good friend, Mike Lindell. Get over to mypillow.com or mystore.com and use that code TRUMP2020. Be a great way to get some great gifts for you or yourself, uh, for uh, your friends for Christmas. God bless you. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.